This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free. Restrictions in the ply. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Now we are a few weeks removed. It was Thursday, September 29th, when Tua Tungavailoa suffered a concussion on Thursday Night Football yep. in front of everybody. It became a big national story. Of course, uh, Chris Nowinski had tweeted before the game about how he was concerned about the situation with Tua because he had gotten injured the week before. Uh, I think Staggered off the field after yeah. getting hit in the Bills game. Yeah. yeah, and now we find out that Tua is going to play this weekend against the Steelers. Uh, and Maggie and I wanted to call Chris back. Chris Nowinski, of course, who is a concussion expert. He's an author. He's a former football player, former WWE superstar. And I think is it really helping the public understand what's going on here? Because, you know, we cover sports and we still had so many questions. So, Chris, thank you for joining us. Uh, Maggie and I just want to start with Tua is playing this weekend. What's your reaction to the fact that he's going to be on the field? I'm not surprised he's going to be back on the field, uh, but I am just you know really concerned about how the next 10 weeks are going to go for him and what that'll mean for his uh, career. Um, you know, he might, if, if, you know, a lot, the whole reason I think that we aren't all going, what is going on here is because, you know, the Dolphins are still refusing to call September 25th a concussion, which, you know, I would stake my you know, career on um, that he had one the 25th. And so if he gets another one in the next 10 weeks, and let's remember his last two games, he got them, um, he will become the first NFL player we've seen in the modern era get three diagnosed concussions in one season that I'm aware of. And the three concussions can be career-ending, but it also can be reputation-changing. And so it'll, the story may go from Tua was unlucky or Tua was mishandled to, oh, Tua's you know, concussion-prone and you know, no one's going to ever hire him as a starter again. And that's a shame that he's being put in this position. Man, Chris and Chris Nowinski joining us, the founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. He's dedicated his life to this kind of work. I mean, it, it just feels like there is, well, there is a good answer, right? When I say there's no right answer, you think there is a right answer. Don't play the rest of the season, right? I mean, I, I, I mean, medically, you know, no one, no one is, I mean, some people would shut you down after two these days, but most people won't. And he's not going to be showing, when he got cleared by four doctors, like that's not that big of a deal. Like if you don't have a, uh, you know, a, a, a malformation in your brain, like there's very, and you don't have chronic headaches, there's very few things that they'll do to shut you down. So yeah, he's, um, he's just sort of caught in the spot where if I were him, I would, I would say, you know, hey, the Dolphins mess things up. No one should have two concussions and, and you know, four days apart. And I'm going to take the rest of these off and come back next year for them or for somebody else, you know, with, with this all behind me. And, and that would be the good thing to do strategically, but who knows how people would react and say, oh, he's quitting on the team or whatever. So he's, he's between a rock and a hard place, and he's really in a no-win situation. And it's all because his, his care was mishandled twice in, in very egregious ways. Chris, help me out with the time frame here. How much more vulnerable are you to suffering another concussion right after a concussion? Does it, does it take 10 days and then you're less vulnerable, or is every case completely different? In other words, is he at a much higher risk this week than he would have been if he hadn't had concussions in the first place? 
Um, yeah, he is, he is at a higher risk. I mean, it's interesting. So the, the data is hard on this because most athletes are hiding all their concussions that they can. And so every time you see a sign of a concussion where they get up slower, they hold their head, like they're doing that against every instinct because they're, they're trying to hide them because they know how much they can cost them in reputation or money, or they could, you know, their replacement could take their job. So, um, so yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, um, the old studies would say you're multiple times more likely to get a concussion like the next week if you play the next week. The new studies with modern, like being cleared by a doctor, if you're cleared, there, we haven't seen that big statistical jump in getting another concussion. Um, I think the NFL data is, is like that. But I would say what, what, what we're blinded to the NFL data is once you get one concussion this season, again, that those players know if I get two, I become a concussion case, and they will hide them. So I'll give you a for instance, and I don't want to pick on them because I don't know the whole story, but there was a, you know, a Tampa Bay tight end who had a concussion, but again, wasn't removed when he should have been, uh, and then reported symptoms at halftime, took a week off, came back, took a hit that looked like a hit to the head, and they're calling it an X-brain, right? Mm. And an X-brain is not an objective diagnosis. There's no imaging to say that's definitely the thing. So there might, there might be some logic there to say, well, if we called it a concussion, like that really is going to hurt him. And so I'm not saying that's happening, but that they, I think that's the kind of stuff that has happened historically is they'll call it something else so that players don't get that reputation for having too many concussions. Yeah, Chris Nowinski is our guest. He's the founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Wanted to talk to Chris because it looks like Tua is going to start against the Steelers. And this is scary, you know, because... Listen, we heard from Tua yesterday, Chris, where, and forgive me if this is a, a, a stupid question. I know they say there are no stupid questions, but he says he doesn't remember the the trip to the hospital, right? He was carted off the mm-hmm. field to the hospital. He doesn't remember. Does that mean his concussion was more severe, or do you not like that language of more or less severe? Like, when you hear him no. say he couldn't remember, what is, what is going through your mind? Yeah, the historical grading systems would say amnesia makes it more severe. These days, it, that's, it's less popular to do that, but the reality is, yeah, that, that, it does mean that your brain was really seriously malfunctioning if it couldn't lay down new memories for a period of time. So I think you have to respect the amnesia as a serious concussion symptom. Um, yeah, that, that, that is, that's a fair question. Basically, they say now don't grade it until the person's completely recovered. So honestly, in fact, only missed a couple of games and he was asymptomatic quickly. Well, people would call this a mild concussion, but I think that would be, um, you know, a mistake. Yeah. I to me, uh, the image that is lasting is the fencer's pose when his fingers um, went into. And I actually saw some pictures where his fingers looked funny after the hit he got in the game before. I I've seen a lot of reporting. Uh, that people are angry that they're not calling that a concussion when Matt Milano pushed them. Is there any way to go back and, I mean, is a team allowed to go back or are they supposed to go back and say, listen, we admit that's a concussion when you keep saying that and everyone says that. Are they just going to be adamant about that, Chris, or is there any chance that they admit, hey, we screwed it up? No, I mean, I think the legal, uh, what could happen legally if they now say they screwed up. Like, they basically had a window for like a day or two to say, oh, we missed it. And then after that, especially once he got hurt in the second match, there, you know, in the second game he, that he shouldn't have been out for, they'll never say he had a concussion. But I was, I was thinking about this because you know, last night there was a bad concussion in a pro wrestling match that we commented on where they actually stopped. They, so what's, I'm going to go a little bit tangent here, but quickly with pro wrestling, because pro wrestling, you're supposed to look concussed all the time. 
right? Every punch to right. the head, you're wobbling, you're shaking it. your head. Yeah. It's, it's concussion theater, right? Yeah. And so this guy got hurt, and the ref, we've trained the referee, and I, do the, I help train them, to spot when it's a real concussion versus the fake concussions. And he spotted it, they got the doctor in, and they dealt with it perfectly. When Tua got hit that first time, part of the reason I'm so certain it was a concussion is because he did the, all the pro wrestling concussion moves. He shook his head, he grabbed his head, he took wobbly steps. He, he did a, basically a Ric Flair for the wrestling fans out there. He did a Ric Flair bump. Like, it, he didn't mean to do any of those things, right? And so, uh, yeah, so it, it's sort of an interesting, like, the fact that, you know, the actors are getting diagnosed with concussions and the guys who are actually getting them aren't is, is, is sort of a weird world we're in right now. Yeah, it's almost, yeah, you said like concussion theater. It's almost like textbook, right? Like you'd be selling it to yeah. a crowd of 10,000 people or something like that. Uh, Chris, my last one for you is you had mentioned it, and I was going to ask you about it, the four doctors that Tua reportedly saw and basically got cleared by all of them and got cleared by the team doctor. And you said if he's not having symptoms, you know, there's there's really nothing they could do to keep him out. Where are we with the technology of, like, trying to make these tests better so that you can you don't have to wait to know how bad the concussion was or the long-term effects? Are we anywhere close to maybe being able to diagnose, like, in real time, just how bad these are? Not real time, but within a day or two. And to, to help with prognosis or predicting how long you'll be out, yes. So there's actually a ton of progress in the last few years on biomarkers. Basically, to, to put it in layman's terms, in a weird way, we're picking up pieces of brain protein in your bloodstream. So you get a brain injury, neurons are falling apart, it goes through the blood-brain barrier, gets in your bloodstream, we draw blood, from your fingertip, and we're like, oh, your brain's in there. That means you've got Jeez. a brain injury. And the more of your brain that's in your blood, the longer you, the longer you should uh, usually take to recover symptomatically, and therefore the longer you should be out. So that is the next, that's the next thing. It won't be a sideline test because the, your brain doesn't get into your bloodstream that fast, right. but it will be a next day or a day after test that people use to know whether they're going to put you on IR or not. And it's basically representing whether or not you have axonal damage. Yeah. So it's, it's a funny funny thing. Hey, Chris, last question for me. Um, it's been almost a month now. Has, it, has there been some progress over the last month? And progress might not be the right word. Has there been more attention paid to concussions by the league since the Tua uh, Thursday night sort of debacle? Well, I mean, there's no question. I think there was some reporting on the fact that like three or four times as many concussions diagnosed the next week. And, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, was pulled. For, I, I mean, I saw the film. I didn't see something that would you pull him, and they pulled him on the first play of the game. So I think like everyone's theoretically on their best behavior. But then if you go to my Twitter, you'll see Don Parham Jr., who had that terrible concussion last year. I, you know, I, I noticed him getting up slow from hitting his head on the ground. They didn't evaluate him, but the next day they announced that he had a concussion. So it, it's still like you know, it's it, it, we're rolling the dice out there every time because. Again, part of it is the players don't want to come out for just getting up slow, right? Because sometimes it is something else. And right. so it's really hard to do the professional thing right. Chris, can't tell you how much we appreciate your expertise here. Thank you so much for doing this. And, you know, hopefully we're not talking about this again, but we always appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, guys. Good appreciate talking. it. Chris Nowinski is the founder and CEO of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Of course, we should always be talking about it. I meant about Tua. Yeah, uh, I mean, and about that very acute situation. Also, he could be playing Kenny Pickett, the Steelers rookie who's coming off a concussion. I know. So, yeah, I mean, you've said it. You're going to be a little uncomfortable watching Tua. I think a lot of us are. It, you know, just going to be worried because he's such a small guy. This is going to happen again. 
It kind of it was such an exciting Dolphin season. I know three and zero. Can we get back into it? It's kind of hard right now. This is a cloud that definitely hangs over the team. No doubt. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Coming up, one of the most entertaining athletes in sports was in action yesterday. Plus, we've got sound you have to hear from Jason Kelsey. Oh, it's so good. It's so good on Tom Brady. Not overselling it. You got to hear it. You'll do that next. Time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich Ackerman.